Okay, we are back after what seems like 30 million years. Yeah, it's been a while. The Everything and Nothing podcast. Coming, I mean, uh, it was really great to hear all your messages of support. Oh, you obviously missed us. A lot of people kept saying, get back into it. 100%, but you know, obviously <laughs> we couldn't do it. You know, personal things came up. Yeah. Leafhead Street. Uh, the people did def- definitely not say that. No, they did not. I was actually a bit disappointed. I mean, not only did my family not listen, but they didn't even comment yeah. the fact that... You stopped even ask, hey, are you doing that podcast? Yeah, yeah. My mum and dad actually asked a couple of times. Did they? Yeah, yeah. They said, they said, oh, so you're still recording like more episodes? And then when we moved in here, they were like... Um, Oh, so how's the podcast going? So that was nice. I That's think nice. Mum and dad don't really know what I'm doing. And <laughs> no, they make that a big was point of that as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But that's supportive nonetheless. Uh, but, uh, I mean, what's new really? It's all the same. I think we can call it up. We'll wrap it up now. <laughs> I was... Um, Fuck the fans, man. I fucking... I don't give a shit about who listens to this. Yeah, I know. I always get worried. This is my thing. This is probably why, honestly... Um, I haven't been overly enthused to do another potty. Yeah. Because truthfully, in a sense, I can almost feel myself not being myself on the podcast because I'm concerned about who might be listening. Yeah, exactly. It's the same when I'm on radio as well. I'm not myself on radio because I'm like, what if my boss is listening? What if this is happening? What if that's happening? Yeah. I don't know, man. It just doesn't feel right. Yeah. And for some ways, the podcast served its ultimate purpose of getting us to move in together well yeah that <laughs> Maybe was the, that was the purpose of it all along and it worked and now we're yeah. here in leithhead street yeah. and it's it's fucking good here yeah it's fucking good here eh? i uh recently went overseas yeah and i'm serious there's no better feeling than just walking back into leithhead street if there's one yeah, thing the i best. learned i had a nice it's the best thing about leaving home yeah, yeah like the best thing about leaving home is just coming back yeah um yeah the one thing i learned that it's just Melbourne, great place. Leithhead Street, even better. Yeah. They don't have anything like this overseas. No, they don't. It's like I'm sure, you know, like Melburnians usually go overseas and say, yeah, they don't do coffee like they do here. <laughs> they don't do Leithhead Street like <laughs> they do it here. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah, man. Do you think our, this is just a question that I just thought of. Do you think our relationship has changed in some ways since we started living together? Uh, yeah, it probably has. But I think it's probably less tangible. Like, I'm not sure how we could measure it. But, um, cubits. <laughs> I feel like we used to hang out at like odd hours. Yeah, and I always felt when I look back, maybe this is just like a, a memory bias. But when I look back, I always felt like we were doing exciting things yes, when we were hanging out. Thing. Like we'd be like fucking like changing my car tire, or like we'd be going to like get dinner at like one a.m. Yeah, or we'd be we'd be doing unusual jobs, or we'd be yeah, just unusual sort of jobs. Because one of us would be doing something unusual, and we'd yeah. obviously say, "Hey, do you want to come do this yeah. weird wacky thing with and me?" And the other person and would always agree, hundred percent, no matter what the hour. Yeah, whereas now there's something more ban- banal and mundane. Yeah, I mean, it. like, we, I feel like our conversation is still just as rich as it used to be, but yeah. I think our surroundings almost just end up to be the same. It's, it's one big blur. Grind. We're actually just like an old married couple at this stage. Hundred percent. Yeah, the flame, the flame burns. I don't want to say less bright, but just in a different way. Yeah, it's the coals now, man. We're at the coals. Hundred percent. And it's all right. I think I was thinking as well. I think in some ways, I reckon I'm actually less honest with you now as well. Why? Because you have to live. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. So sometimes you'll start saying something, and I'm like, oh, I can't really like. I don't want to say that I just fucking disagree or like, I think you should be doing it differently. I'm like, oh, if I disagree, like after a couple of days will come around or after a couple of days, I'll get used to it. I don't know. 
I can't think of a specific example of that. Hello? Oh no, where are your waveforms? I'm back. I'm back. There we go. Sorry. Were you ever gone? Yeah, I think I know what you mean. Well, because now you can play the long game. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like before when we hang out, it's like, fuck, I'm not going to say, I just want to address this now. I don't want to be fucking shit when we leave. Yeah. I might not see him for a couple of days. Mm. Whereas now, or it's also like, I don't care if he flips out, I'll just go home. Yeah. (laughs) Whereas now it's like, yeah, I'd probably yeah. rather not to have like a, a bit of conflict. Yeah. And just have faith that Yeah, there's one of us will come around eventually. And it's much like the Toy Sadies idea. Yeah. Where you have a Mercedes I have a Mercedes, you have a Toyota, and one yeah. of us will eventually I will either end up with a Toyota to, because <laughs> Toyotas are the best, or you'll either end up with a Mercedes because Mercedes are the best. Or yeah. the other option which you said so eloquently was that our cars will simply <laughs> weld together and yeah. create the Toy Sadies, the likes of which will roam the Hume. Like <laughs> from I love Melbourne to Newcastle. That's our I love us, and you know I love us. But our favorite, my favorite thing about us, is when we're dri- we're driving somewhere, yeah. and because we're just both so stubborn, we just take two cars, and then we'll end up driving back just side by side, just chatting with the window down, <laughs> traffic backed up behind us. I don't give a shit. There's literally nothing better. I remember that like after Pat's fu- dad's funeral, yeah, and like we were both like flustered, hot, exhausted. Oh fuck yeah! And yeah, that but was a at the really same warm night, and like. Yeah, obviously in flat as well. Oh, yeah, big time. And like, just being able to hop in the car. I, I honestly didn't think I could, I could lift my mood, but hopping in the car, once we hit St. Kilda Road, not St. Kilda Road, like Beach Road. Beach Road, yeah. And we're just side by side, sunset, windows down, yeah. just yelling at each other. Yeah. I don't yeah, think yeah. it's much better feeling. I now understand those uh, Need for Speed movies, whatever they're called. <laughs> Fast and Furious Yeah ride or die bitch <laughs> Whatever <laughs> yeah, they we're say We're a family or some shit yeah, I've yeah. never watched any 100%. of them 100% But um Yeah it's good Speaking of travelling though Yeah That uh That Qantas Super long haul flight You hear about that? Hit me I don't know anything about it 19 hours straight Melbourne to New York Is that a big deal? That's what I was thinking. They were saying that it was, yeah, man, this new long haul flight. It's it's really crazy. We've got scientists on board measuring everyone's yeah, stuff. We're trying new, new food and like yeah. new lighting systems. And I was like, man, I, re- I appreciate putting your R and D to make the the flights more comfortable. Do I? I'll come back to my my yeah, yeah. my weird stance on this. But the alternative in the past was because I went to New York last year. Nice, and you nice go drop there. Melbourne to LA. That's a long flight. That's like fourteen hours or something. No, it's longer. Anyway, Mel- you go direct Melbourne to LA. Yeah, really. Melbourne to LA. Yeah, that's a long flight. And then you go um, LA to Washington, or you can go LA to. This is what I did. I did LA to Washington, Washington to New York. Right. Why? Why do you have to go from Washington to uh, from LA to Washington? Truthfully, I think it's probably just had a cheap flight or something. Oh, okay. uh, no, you know why? This is I got this one wrong. I was going to Rhode Island, and that's a small airport. You can't uh, go from LA okay. to Rhode Island. You have to go LA to Washington, and then you get a smaller plane, like a little oh, pop okay. bad boy. Oh, dope. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, um, even if you wanted to go to New York, you had to go LA and then LA to New York. New York. And yep. LA is a horrible airport because you have to actually... It's not like they do um, like Hong Kong, where you can do changeovers quite easily. Yeah. You have to completely leave the airport uh, and then come back and check in do all that jazz and then what did you, you do when you left the airport I don't remember this you literally walk outside the airport and then you walk to the check-in area 
and then you go through the process and you check uh, in to get your domestic flight. Uh, yeah, so it's really weird. I don't like it. No one likes it. It's notoriously shit. Anyway, so that process happens and then you've got to go fly another five, six hours, whatever it is. And I was thinking, well, I'd rather just bite the bullet and just hold on for another couple of hours in the flight hours. and just long haul it to, to <coughs> New York. Well, that's what, when, when you first said this new 19-hour flight, my first reaction was, like, isn't isn't just like, aren't like 14-hour legs or like 12-hour legs pretty common? Is really that much changing if you're adding six hours? That's what I thought. I'm like, is the time at an airport, like, great? No. Yeah. I don't like being at airports. I used to think I liked being at airports when I was young because I thought, this is exciting. This is cool. I'm actually in a new country. Yeah. You know, I can tick this off as another one on the, on the bucket list. Now, <laughs> how old are you? Why'd you have a bucket list? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. You never know what's out around the corner. <laughs> but um, yeah, I used to love it. But now I, I hate I hate airports so much. Yeah, and I really? reckon if I could long haul it, I would. But that being said, I had the option to do a London to Perth, Perth to Melbourne, but it's still two stopovers. I fucking love airports. Jim and I were going to go hang out at the airport one time. What? We just fucking we like spaces like that. What about? Yeah, we do like. It's pretty, it's pretty I like public space in general like um, uh, more well the shopping centres yeah yeah Jim and I hang out at shopping centres a little bit I just think airports would just be good for letting your thoughts roam and for people watching and I think it's it's a cool and unique perspective how many people have been inside an airport when they have no intention of catching a flight I mean the people who work there obviously but I mean how often how, how deep into an airport can you get without yeah you surely can't get in that deep you'd have to get a ticket yeah but I mean, I'm you not just going. wait for a one way to task for forty <laughs> bucks. And it's worth it for the day. Yeah, yeah I hate airports though. I, I really do. Wait, so are we still talking about the nineteen-hour thing, or is that done? I think the oh, verdict is we don't give a shit. Well, the verdict is like all fucking news that we see, it's just stupid clickbait shit. And it, I should go live in the woods and not <laughs> read any more news. But ever. I think my point is, if it's no stopover, it's better. Huh? If there's no stopover, <laughs> it's better. Oh yeah, yeah. Having like the worst a, having like a that being but you know having a f- like nineteen hour flight <laughs> yeah. and then a two hour flight. Well, I'd rather just. Split I fucking hate stopping. It's the same shit on a road trip. They're <laughs> yeah. like, oh, you should stop and look at this town. I get out. I'm around for five minutes. I'm like, I've fucking seen all these towns. You're running out of fuel. Alex just calls out the back and spits gasoline into the bloody tank. Fucking thing. I swear, if I get a setup like that, so I never had to stop. Because like in the past, I used to be like, you know, when I was first road tripping, I was like, oh, it's so good, like stopping at all these little country towns. They've all got so much character, and now I'm like, no. I fucking hate them. I've seen them all. I know 100%. what I want to do. I, I want to chew tarmac. I want to <laughs> yeah, make good time. 100%. I want to get in there, go at 140, overtake <laughs> everyone. It's the best. Yeah, man. I get just dead flat in those towns anyway. Yeah, do you? I'm like, oh no. It's yeah. like cars before the whole thing. It's like <laughs> gentrified yeah, again. It's, it's, it's like so Route 66. Oh, it's grim as here. Yeah. That's pretty much the hume. Yeah, what so we yeah. need is someone to... We need Lightning McQueen to come down <laughs> south. And yeah, it's me going along the highway at 140. <laughs> yeah, you're Lightning McQueen, <laughs> but you never stop. <laughs> so that's the thing, like, yeah, because in the past, I'd be like, these are so great. So much character here. And I'm like, I think I was just... It was a classic you or me thing where it's like, you just desperately wanted to see that so badly that that's yeah. all you were seeing. Yeah. Like, oh, everyone in a country town must just be the happiest person ever. Like, oh, we have a massive ice problem here. Like, no, <laughs> yeah, but you got a good so bakery. Happy. Well, I mean, ice surely puts a smile <laughs> on your dial. Uh, uh, the drive to Sydney is fucking, it's fucking good, man. 
It's good and it's character building. One of my favourite memories of you and I is the drive up to Nui. Oh, fuck. And back. In that fact, was so good. The, that again soon? the little weird. pods out there that are listening in, they, yeah. uh, they probably don't know about the Nui trip. Yeah, because it's been like nine months since we, since oh, we no. released one. Literally, oh, no. when was the last time we released? Literally like the week or two we moved in. Yeah. No, I don't I think, think it was, we didn't release it for hours. Exactly. Oh, when we released an app? Yeah, oh, so... Don't make me think about I that. I actually think for this app to make sense, we'd almost have to release that. Izzy for our one because that in that one we explained how we were living together and stuff. That's true. Whereas now we just kind of glossed over it. Yeah. Like, I just want to say I think history will judge that Michael and I backed the wrong horse <laughs> on, the, on the Izzy Palau situation. <laughs> <laughs> we took a strong stance on it too. Fuck yeah. it, I'm I'm gonna say it again. You didn't fucking release that last one, but I'm gonna say it on this podcast. I, oh, actually, I don't know. I don't know if I support Izzy Palau anymore or not. Yeah, I think I don't know. I don't even remember what we said. I actually don't think I... To be honest, we actually worked through it from memory. As in, we started off being like, I don't see what's so bad, truthfully. And then we actually talked about it, and then I was like, yeah, okay. I thought it was a good app, but I never got around to listening to it. I, and, I did And you it didn't either for six months. And then when you listened to it, like just a couple of weeks ago, you weren't that happy with it, you thought. Truthfully, I think I was just flat, though. I don't yeah. really know. Yeah. I think you got to have a listen. I'll, tell give, me, I'll give it a... Tell me what you think. I'll give it a listen. I forgot yeah. the password for the SoundCloud, but... Yeah. Well... But, yeah. So we'll give you some context for that, maybe, depending if it passes the. Oh no! This this will the censorship. I'm always certain that'll be released. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to talk about Nui anyway. Oh yeah, fuck. So oh, I, I, wait, no, we didn't talk about Nui then. Absolutely, we didn't. Nah, so 100%. I had um I had a sailing like training thingy up in Newcastle. Yeah. And I just didn't want to go. <laughs> I, I did not want to go for months, and I kept on like just doing my best. I was like, no, no, I'm gonna. Hopefully this thing just falls through. Yeah. It, just, it won't happen. So I didn't get flights, didn't get flights, didn't get flights. And then it falls through, right? And I'm like, oh, this is the best. What do you know? This is like a week or two out. And um, they say, oh. Have we frozen? I can't help but notice that our... Our thing is no longer seemingly recording. So what I might do is... I'm not too sure. I'm going to keep talking this for now because... Uh, oh, there, we go. there you go. Oh, we'll edit that out in post. Do you want to tell this story in its entirety or can I just interrupt with things that will be anachronistic in the story timeline? Like it'll be jumping forward and back. Or do you well, want you to You jump in whenever you want. <laughs> so I only, I only just told Vinner a week ago. Um, I just mentioned, uh, I'm like, yeah, you know, it's good. Michael gave me 200 bucks to go to Newcastle. And then he's like, wait, did he pay you to come up with him to oh, Newcastle? No, I regret it. I should have told it chronologically. <laughs> it would have been so much better. <laughs> right. I will no, We can still edit that out. We know where that is. Oh, good point. We won't edit that out. We don't edit podcasts. <laughs> That's why we just don't release them. Except for that one with the sensor. That will... Oh, yeah. Yeah. The never releasable one. True. Could just release it, to be honest. Care a lot yeah. about things these days. I mean... Oh no! Oh, oh, we're definitely oh, no, gonna have to edit flat. this now. Oh no, that's got me dead flat. Well, <laughs> we're to try perk my to, to, <laughs> yeah, to try perk myself up, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you about this newy story yeah, again. Yeah, go start to finish. So, Don't let me interrupt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, anyway, so this training camp, it it falls through. It was yeah. supposed to be a big regatta, and it fell through. Um, and I was like, awesome. We're obviously not going. Then the coach chirps up. Hey, look, I know a lot of you already bought flights and stuff, so I thought, why don't we just go up anyway and we'll just do like a couple of days of practice. And I was like, uh, what? 
So then I, I was like, you know, why don't we just do that in Melbourne? Save us all flying up. Yeah. And he's like, well, we've already paid for like, fl- some of us have already paid for flights <laughs> and already got accommodation. And I was like, well, I mean, they're sunken costs. Yeah. Like it, it's cheaper for well, there are people that haven't booked flights. Yeah. And like the accommodation is free in Melbourne. Why don't we just do it here? Yeah. Anyway, people didn't really understand the concept and truthfully, I couldn't be fucked anymore. Yeah. There was simply no regatta yeah. at Newcastle and going up and pretending that there was is not a solution. Yeah. So then I was like, uh, this is shit. Yeah. Oh, I've actually got my, my Newey times wrong. No, no, this is right. Anyway, so I was like, oh, this is annoying. Then I'm really in need of like flights now and yeah. I'm having a look and it's getting expensive. Like yeah. 500, 600 bucks to go up to Newey. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my goodness, this is a lot of money for Something a trip I really do. don't want to do. Yeah. Um, but I sort of had to do it um, because like I needed to, to do sailing to like to try qualify for yeah this team um yep. so i was pretty desperate this is probably like the night before your hands were tired yeah i i had no choice at this point i had to go yeah right because i realized what was at stake i just really didn't want to go yeah um called up dad said look i sort of know i should go but i just don't want to yeah i'm thinking of just parking he says, no, you can't. My dad works for the sailing club. So yeah. he said, no, you can't park. Sorry. And then he <laughs> said, but you could drive the, the Ute up. Yeah. Your dad's surprisingly hardline. And I think that's... He's very hardline That would things. surprise, like, given how, um, like, how much of a rule breaker you are. You think your dad would be one of those, like, hippie dads? Yeah. But he's actually just a hard ass. So I don't know how... Well, you, <laughs> to break rules, you must yeah, have the force. That's a good point. Actually, maybe it just all makes sense. Um, So, like, then I... Uh, yeah, I was like, come on, Dad, what do, you, what do you reckon? He's like, no, look, why don't you just drive the thing up? And I said, uh, can you at least like pay me to do it? Yeah. you know, it saves him from doing it. Yep. Uh, he said, no. And by the thing, you mean the Toyota Hilux towing a boat? Towing a boat, yeah. So I had yeah. to tow a boat up as well. Mind you, it was a manual car, and I'd never really driven manual for more than like 30 seconds. But as Michael told me a bunch of times, he said, oh, I know the theory of it. Theoretically, I can drive a manual car. And I said, but in actuality, you can't. He's like, no, but I can. But I can. And we had the humour to stick it in yeah. fourth, and I'll say that the whole time. Yeah, and there was a lot of that about his theoretical ability to drive a manual car. Anyway, <laughs> um, it was five. Hey, so I said, "All right, uh, but I can't do it alone." And he said, "What about Strody?" <laughs> <laughs> Got him big time. And no disrespect to Strody, but <laughs> you're much, you're much younger if you're listening, Strody. We're very different people, Strody, and truthfully, I feel like just 14 hours in the car <laughs> with someone that I just think we're on, uh, well, what is a different generation, would it be a bit too much? <laughs> You're only three years older than him. Oh, yeah, some shit. a bit too I think, much. I think, I think people listening at home are just going to figure out no, no, your no. true feelings about Strody. No, I love Strody. I, I really do. Yeah. But you just don't want to be in a car with him for that long. There's not many people I really want to be with a car at all for that long. Yeah, really? In fact, the list is quite short, and top of the list was you. Uh, so, who else makes the list? Oh, Dan Gomez, I reckon. He'd be good, oh, good day. Fuck. I'd love to be in a car with that long, but Dan Gomez. You should invite him next time. Yeah, fucking should. Well, I did. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I was like, all right. I asked Alex, what do, you, what do you reckon? Would you come up to Nui with me? This is Wednesday night. You were supposed, supposed to leave on Friday. Friday, yep. Morning at like and, uh, 6, 8, 5 a.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, we had work. 
said, which I, we know is a bullshit excuse yeah. because I fucking parked so you're on only that job the all money, the time. So I said, what if I paid you? <laughs> and I think we had a compromise. I said, I said two fifty straight off the bat. I said, nah, it feels a bit harsh. Two hundred, and you pretty much already said done. You, I think you said done to two fifty, and I said, oh, you can just pay me two hundred, and you can buy yeah. me some food on the way up. And I transferred you the two hundred <laughs> straight right away, away. Straight away. Meanwhile, you can't fucking transfer any other bill payment. Within a month. Because you say, don't worry about it, mate, whenever you want. What about, Maddie's, what about Maddie's internet? I did pay that. Yeah. How many times do you ask? Well, only once. Yeah, fair enough. I, did, like, I just forgot. Yeah. But, you know, he walked into the house <laughs> and sort of looked at me like, you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> and, dude, you've really been thinking about this for like, I don't know how long. Yeah, yeah. All you got to do is tell he me. He stares himself. I'm bad at this. I don't yeah. mean anything bad yeah. by it. You, I'm yeah. just bad with this shit. Look, yeah. and you know what? I'll try to get better. I should get better. Can't you know be good what? for me credit rating. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just find it endearing. I don't yeah. mind it. We got a good, yeah, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I don't recommend he finds it endearing, but... No, nah, he doesn't. Uh, that's all right. No, he's all right. No, he's all right. Fat fingers, but... <laughs> got him. So um, anyway, that worked out. I was worried you were going to pike on me at one point as well. I did, I, because I went to bed really excited on yeah. Wednesday night, and then I was lying in bed, I'm like, oh... This sounds like a bit of a dumb idea, and this is yet another one of those times where Michael has somehow twisted my arm into it, and it sounded fun at the time, and then I'm there stewing in my own rage later. <laughs> yeah. But so I, I think I messaged you. Yeah, that the, night, and uh, I was while like, you were asleep. Oh, fuck, I am fucked. Yeah, now. and you saw it. You saw it in the morning, <laughs> and then, like, but then I woke up, and I think it was probably like eleven on Thursday. Yeah. So you'd only had the bad news for a couple of hours. Yeah. And I said, no, actually, that was that was a little bit hasty. I think I think I will go. There's no reason I can't. And I was very much relieved and excited. Yeah, we were we were pretty excited on Thursday night. I recall. Hundred percent. So, um, plan was Friday morning. I don't know what time it was. I think thirty or six. It was we, quite we early. Got we got up. We, we got up at like quarter past five, and I reckon yep. we left here at five thirty. Yeah, there at quarter to six. Yeah, on the road probably so six ish. So yeah, just to clarify the story. We left from here at five thirty to drive to your parents' house, which is yep. like fifteen minutes away. Yep, because that's where the car and boat were yep. parked. Yeah. Do you want to? Explain what happened when we when we got in the boat because you just glossed over that and said yeah we're on the road by six. Do you remember, <laughs> do you remember what happened when we jumped oh, in the I'm car? There? So this is so we jumped in the thing, and it was like uh, right on, right on, let's go. And uh, I started the car, stalled it. Not, not immediately. quite. Not quite. That's not quite what happened. You tried to turn the key, and nothing happened. You said, "Oh, what the hell?" Oh, that's what I sort of meant. <laughs> I thought it was like an instant stall. No, no, because the first the first time you you couldn't. Uh, even turn the key because I don't think you had the clutch down. Oh, true. You didn't have the clutch down at all. Yeah, 100%. And then he said, uh, is there a special way to start a manual car? <laughs> and I'm sitting in the passenger seat and I, in my head, I'm like, I know I'm going to end up driving this, but I'm going to, I'm going to like let you struggle for a couple of minutes. I would have been happy for you to like talk me through it and like, I would have, I would have not, a, like for 15 minutes, I would have given it a crack. 100%. Yeah, I just don't reckon that was like, it's, that's the hardest place to learn like in a street when you got to pull out. And, 100%. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. yeah well, you did, you did know better. See, I yeah, was happy yeah. to... I just assumed I'd grind away for a bit and then I'd yeah. eventually get it. You had the brash confidence of youth and 99 times out of 100, I really admire that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It allows you to put on great great barbecue events and, and I also be socially outgoing. about being bad at something either. Exactly, and that's it's the perfect growth mindset. But in this instance... <laughs> in this it was instance, damaging. In this Crippling. You simply just needed to admit, oh, I don't have a fucking clue what I'm doing here. So anyway, then I said, yeah, you've got to put the clutch all the way down. And then you're like, oh, okay. And I think for half a second you were thinking, which one's the clutch again? Yeah. But you didn't ask, so that was good. And then, yeah, you started the car. I'm like, oh, we're on here. <laughs> and then I was like, yeah, put it in put it in first or whatever. 
um, and then just immediately stalled it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but it was good. It was a good learning experience. Alex then just said, all right, I'll drive. <laughs> yeah, and you and... tail between your legs out in the passenger seat. But you know, that was actually felt really good for me because you were so complimentary of my manual driving the whole time. And you're like, oh, you're just such a big stud for knowing how to do this. Oh, I oh, fucking meant it too. I'm <laughs> oh, serious. Well, that I don't really think there's many people, even that can drive manual out there, which is already a small portion of my friends, Yeah, that could comfortably drive with a fucking like six meter boat on the back as well yeah in a trailer in a car they've never driven before yeah up the Hume for 14 hours yeah i think it's funny I'm, i think driving regularly from a to b i think i'm slightly below average just because mm. i don't pay super amounts of attention yeah but i think i'm much better than average at people my age at driving unfamiliar cars and long haul long haul i'm pretty good because you're very sensible and mm. you told me that yeah 100 percent because I've crashed on a road trip before yeah, driving and an unfamiliar car that, and you're like yeah. yeah not again like now I know well, every time you have a bit of doubt you work through it you think about yeah. it um, so the trip up was was long actually because we got traffic in the end which was pretty shit yeah if you like the podcast you would fucking love being in that car because that was it was, was the best so convo good. how many fucking minutes of silence do you reckon there were in that fucking 14 hours I actually don't even know yeah, not many I reckon and the thing is we love science we're more than happy with science exactly it's a comfortable just, science for us we just we had so many things to work through. It, was, it just never stopped. Yeah. And um, we had some great moments with... Uh, yeah. The great thing about driving up the Hume, we had no... Uh, we didn't use Bluetooth. We didn't fucking play songs for our phones. We didn't have anything. Yeah, well, all we had was the radio. And like, you know, the, the most difficult thing is you're, you're driving, you're changing um, frequencies all the time for what is the local yeah, frequency. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So just trying to find like, you know, I mean, well... I love listening to ABC radio. Yeah. So yeah. even just trying to find that like classic FM and stuff. Yeah. Was, like, yeah. A real challenge. But then we did. And then what was playing? Valdi's Winter. And, and not just the first movement, like that time with Vinner, <laughs> yeah, which was exactly. good. But all three movements and it was the best. And it was like, it was a great moment. Yeah. That was really good. Because I think we talked about it like, not, like earlier as well. Not on the trip, but I think we were just talking about Vivaldi's Four Seasons. Oh, really? Well, perhaps I was. Well, I, you know what? I think it's because I was listening to it a little bit around then. This year, yeah. I've gotten into classical music a lot more. I'm still very much a suit. Like, I just like the pop. Yeah. But, <laughs> but like... <laughs> he likes the pop. Yeah, like, I like Schubert. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, um, I feel like um, slowly, slowly learning more and appreciating it more. Yeah. And that's great. There's, uh, the other great thing about it is with Classic FM, and if anyone is interested, I recommend you listen to it because yeah. it is such an educational experience. Yeah, definitely, it definitely. It is really passing on what can be um, something quite complex. Yeah, um, as complex as you want it to be. Exactly, and they explain it in such a great way and it really yeah. gives you, like, you, and you can jump however deep in the rabbit hole and you can absorb as yeah. much as you'd like. The fact that you're you're saying you think you're a suit is just a surefire sign that you're actually not a suit. Do you have a good a growth here. mindset? I don't want to say that I'm, like, for... <clears throat> but you've got a good mindset about it all. Yeah. I get, I get excited by it. And I think the yeah. thing I, I didn't get, ex- like music didn't really excite me. It didn't put smiles on my faces as much. Really? But with this, it's almost entirely new to, to me. Uh, yeah. Like just learning how deep the process is, you yeah. know, what's happening to the composer and all the instruments and then like the little quirks that the yeah. presenters can explain. To me, it's like, wow, this is so exciting. When, when yeah. I listen to a lot of electronic music, it's, you know, you hear like, yeah, man, this, it's almost too cool. It's like, yeah, this guy was just like, he just got really high and he just smashed out like this yeah. drum machine and he did it. And I'm like, oh, well, this has got like a full-on story. And you're hearing, like, yeah. it just never ends. Yeah. you, you. I think you, you kind of like the, I don't want to say spiritual because spiritual's kind of been co-opted to mean like bullshit stuff these days. But yeah. like almost the, 
the religious nature of classical music, how it's so serious. This is something I was talking about to Vino today about how much like I really hate irony mm. and how it just like shits on anyone who's trying to do anything with sincerity. Mm. And I think that's a contrast that you're talking about between yeah, exactly. like modern techno and like classical. These guys weren't afraid to say like, I tried to make music that would make people believe in God. Yeah, or exactly. like I, 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 I had an epiphany. I saw the face of God and I didn't write this. The Holy Spirit appeared in me 100%. and did this. It's composers that cared. It's yeah. musicians that cared. And it's presenters that care. Yeah. Like, like, you, and like, you know, I remember listening to like the classic Hottest 100 whatever they had and like, like number four, I can't remember what it was. I think it was a Schubert piece. I didn't know Schubert did like such... Well, he did Ave Maria as well. So mm. it's not just happy, clappy and nice tunes. Yeah. But like, yeah, the presenter was crying like, I'm, like this song, like it just simply gets me every time. And it, like, yeah. Just, it's... It's you know it's more like people really care about yeah. classical music because there's so much more involved in it and I, yeah. like what you said is right like people wanting to make you believe in God or yeah yeah it's just it's much better than just it sounds good yeah. there is a story behind it and that's why when you listen to films it's still like classical orchestra type stuff a lot of the time for scores yeah interesting because yeah, it is point. so good at telling a story and you know and this is like when you listen to something like um oh, I've forgotten the guy's name Who uh, is he? but is it going to be Hans Zimmer? No, it, it's it? not. Uh, Pro- oh, Prokofiev or something. Pro- uh, Prokofiev. Yeah, he's yeah. Un- he did lots of ballets, and he also did Peter and the Wolf. And if you listen oh, to yeah. the Young Person's Guide to Peter and the Wolf with Sean Connery, I think David Bowie did one as well. Best. Um, it's so great because they talk about how each instrument is a different animal and how mm. it's a conversation, and it's so conversational. Yeah, and okay. You, know, you can still think of those tunes. You got like a da 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 da. I'm actually now going to perform using my mouth. <laughs> Prokofiev's Peter and the Wolf. I'm best. Anyway, but I still listen to those young person guides like, frequently. Like I'd say at least once a month or twice a month. Really? I'll, I'll listen to it. Yeah, yeah and there's wow. another really good one by that British composer. Um, he was around in the early 20th century. Um, but if you've watched that film by Wes Anderson, Moonrise Kingdom... Um, that whole uh, orchestral theme that sort of follows through and it's played at the very start. Yeah. Um, it's a young person's guide to the orchestra. I think his name's Ben. Anyway, but that is also a great one too and it has a similar purpose. It explains the orchestra um, well, to young kids yeah. or to me, someone who's not <laughs> used to it. And I'm going to go on actually because I remember my friend Harry Im who was a very good um, celloist yeah. at school. Yeah. Um, I remember hearing him perform once and... The, uh, the conductor said Harry's a like very talented player yeah. he's very technically gifted as well um, so I wanted to challenge him with something a bit more emotional yeah cool um, and it was like a love poem essentially yeah and cool and it's like it's a conversation between two cellos or in this case a cello and a piano um, nice and he said like after this I think like the way in which Harry plays is different and I feel like now he talks through his cello and I was like, whoa, that's based as. And then, what do you know? Like, you hear it and it's, it's a conversation. He it's talks through his cello. I like that. Yeah. Line. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that was a sidetrack, but 
music <clears throat> I love it and I love classical music too I, I think I just want to reiterate that point about sincerity versus irony and I just think people mm. out there need to stop being ironic it's so deeply embedded in pop culture now like everything seemingly is like a joke on itself <clears throat> I yeah, think I at some level, people just have a fear of taking things seriously because then you're you're an easy target for ridicule. ridicule. Yeah, plus also if you, you can lose it afterwards as well. Yeah. If you take it seriously, exactly. it's like, oh, you must, you, must, you must care that you've lost it now or you didn't get it, you didn't achieve it. Yeah. I was reading this good thread where people, there were like 200 responses about this. And anyway, people were like saying like how the Marvel movies say, which we always use as an example mm-hmm. of like, what's wrong with pop culture? Like how... People didn't even realize, but they were actually they were desperate for sincerity in those movies. That like when a villain finally came ar- along that actually posed a threat, people were way more engaged in the movies. The movies made more money as well than when it was just like a quip fest with no stakes. Yeah, people were crying out for that seriousness in their lives. I think. I think you're right. People are afraid to give it as well. Yeah, man. I think that's why people don't talk up. Like we talk about this, um, I don't know, like today or whatever, we had like the, the St. Kevin's boys on a tram oh, yeah, yeah. chanting these things and like yeah. someone said, you know, people just need to talk up and stuff and it's like, yeah, but that would mean that someone would have to go out in front of the crowd and say, I take a serious stance on this. Yeah. And it's not that they don't think it's, <clears throat> I'm sure there's people there that think it's wrong. Yeah. But it would take someone to actually care, to, uh, to go out and show that he cares. Yeah. And like, that's the hardest thing, I think, especially at a boy's school. To show, to that, show you that you care about something. Yeah, when you're 100%. a teenager? Yeah. It just yeah. goes against everything you, everything you think. Whereas I think... Yeah. Yeah, interesting. I think... Yeah, I think sometimes I can just... People can feel me caring way too much about little things. No, it's good, like, man. I love it. <laughs> Keep leading <laughs> that <man>. care. <laughs> I did... Um, there is a great line from Henry the Fourth, Part One, one of the few Shakespeare's. <laughs> I, will, uh, I did. Nice I will regularly yeah. uh, quote. Yep. But I think it's Prince, uh, or is it the King? Someone says, "I'm one with care." Like he's just he's yeah. tired. He's exhausted from caring and putting his heart into so much yeah. for so long. He's sick of giving a shit. His country's like, I, yeah. I do this and for what? Yeah. I could have got it wrong, but that's how I interpret it. Yeah. Um, man, and I feel that too sometimes. It's hard. Like it's tiring. And I think people, <coughs> like, I'm not sure people understand how much love I put into some of the things that I do. Whether like this very, like, like this very podcast, for instance. Yeah, was that. exactly. Because of the recent, as in just a couple of episodes ago, people were like, oh, we love how you just like seem to chat and don't take things too seriously. Yeah. Like, Are you listening to the podcast? <laughs> yeah, like that hit me hard. I'm yeah. Like, don't you realize? We take things so seriously. The most seriously. We we sit here o- almost weeping at times. A hundred percent. Yeah. And it's just like, oh. Everything we do, I'm in the garden, I'm watering, I, I'm loving this, like I'm putting yeah, my heart into this. You're actually this. a very serious personality. It, it's, what, it's what I hate, because I'm like, it yeah. must be something that I'm uh, presenting yeah. to outsiders. See, if you asked 100 people who knew you, 100%. would you say Michael's serious or a goofball? I reckon 95 would say a goofball. goofball, only a few would say serious. Because I think you're actually very serious. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It, maybe maybe it's deeply embedded in me. This whole thing of like irony and not caring because I do I do do that a lot actually, like I play it off like I don't care. Yeah. Like when I have a barbecue or something or people over, I'm exactly. cooking something. I'll be like, oh, you know, I just I just I'm, I'm you know I put this yeah. up. But truthfully, like I I passionately you care so much. You put, about so, you put so much preparation for hours, into it for days, and you're so proud afterwards when 100%. people enjoy it. 
So I don't know. It's almost an order. As soon as there's people there, I go into, all right, I'm not going to, I'm like, now I'm not caring. I'm just going to, I'm going to chill yeah. out. But you know, it's not that I don't care. I still yeah. care just as much. I think I just want to say this one thing that's a little bit unrelated. Something that was always like really striking for me when I look back on, like growing up, it had always been about how different I was to my brother. Mm. And people were always like, oh, you guys are brothers, but you're so different. Like, you know, it was only when I was like 19 and at the footy with Jim and a very old friend was there, Peter, who's who's now in Gold Coast and I've been friends with like 20 years. Yeah. And he was the first person ever say, he's like, you and your brother are so similar. It's like, you guys are so similar. And I was like, oh, it's, it's strange that so many people have known me and so many people have known Jim and like no one had thought that or no one had said that before. Just like no one knows you and no one knows Jim. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. Because then when he said it, I was like, oh, actually he's right. Because I'd just been so used to hearing how we're different. And then, yeah, and then when he, once he said we're similar, I was like, yeah, good, mate. Go I was like, yeah, he's definitely right. Mounty's come home. Yeah, he's come home from a big night on the trivia. He's got his good clothes on. Yeah. Oh, oh no. no! Oh no! <laughs> Things could take a turn for the worse here, guys. So, let's buckle up. All right. But what we're at? We're at how similar you and your brother? Oh uh, yeah. But that was just, that was just a segue because I was just saying that I think that you're serious and a, a lot of people wouldn't see that. I'm glad you see that because truthfully, I was thinking this week how much I hate being around. Hate is a strong word. Don't hate. Feel uncomfortable at the moment. Almost can't bear it. Yeah. Being around people that don't see me for who I think that I am or who I feel that I am. Yeah, you know and I mean? they see you for who they want you to be. Yeah, well, they see me for what I was. I yeah, like five years ago. I'm so different to that person now. Yeah. Can't you see that I care so much more about this or I care so much more about that? Yeah, don't, yeah. Like, don't you see that I care? Yeah. It's different. And I, like, and I think when you're tired, you're one with care or yeah. like you're, you're feeling down, like that's, that's the moment when you really just like, look, I just want to hang out with people that like I know can see me. I don't want them to... Because uh, if, if they can't see me, they're not going to listen to me and they're not going to... Yeah, they're, they're, people are only ever going to see what they want to see. Yeah, exactly. And I think, like, honestly, what, maybe like five five friends that I'd really say truly see me. And I think that's probably the same for a lot of people. Yeah. Well, I think most people would be lucky for that five. Yeah. And even then, it's to varying degrees. Yeah. I think, like, there's still some bits where you're like, oh, look, yeah, he gets me on this point. But truthfully, I think we, see, uh, we don't see each other in, in other areas. But, you know, it yeah. is what it is. Do you think there are times when, like, even between you and me, you've been like, oh, I just don't think he gets this about me? Um, I don't know. I'm sure you'll think of an example at some stage. Don't know. Yeah. I feel like you get me, but sometimes you almost get me too well. You know what <laughs> I mean? Sometimes yeah. I almost need, like, a bit of a, like a difference. Yeah. Like, well, we, we were so good at disagreeing with each other. Mm. But sometimes I'm like, I need to see this from another point. Yeah. Because I really try to do that sometimes. But it's just hard. When you're trying to, like, when you know you've, I don't know. We talk about it when we go hard on something. Yeah. And there's a big reaction <laughs> or something goes wrong. Yeah. I always try to, like, take a step back. And I really try, like, so hard to see it from their point of view and yeah. understand where, where they're standing. Yeah. And sometimes it is so much harder than it is others. Yeah. Because 
like like it is valid if they reacted in that way. So like there is there is a way to under, to to react like that yeah. and, and feel like that. Yeah, I, yeah, really, yeah. I need to understand it so I. There can, are conditions that lead to that reaction exactly. because it happened. But drawing those dots is yeah. like yeah, it's it's hard sometimes. Whereas sometimes I, so you're talking about you think A, then you delve like deeper, and then you think B. And I'm just stuck on thinking A because I'm like, you're like, oh no, I thought about it like this. And I'm like, honestly, I'm not interested in that. No, I think you're right with A. <laughs> 100%. Like, I think at that time with Mel, with the tickets, when we walked out of that. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That peaking duck. Yeah, that's a good, like, good example. Thing. And then like at the time we were so resolute that we'd done the right thing. And then the next day, you're like, I actually think it might've been rude. And I was like, nah, it wasn't. Yeah. I don't know what's happened to you, but <laughs> I want the old Michael back. Yeah. For the record, I do feel guilty about it. Do you? Do I feel guilty? I think we did the wrong thing. Oh, I don't think so. I, th- I just think I just think we, we, we was it wasn't really a big thing. It wasn't like we were really taking a big stand. I just felt like I, I disrespected her. That's all. I don't think so at all. She she messages knowing that we weren't enjoying it. I think we're not going to talk about this. Yeah, purely because it's one of those few things in which we uh, well as we talked about before. So we just we just did genuinely disagree on this one, do we? I think so. Yeah, fair enough. Um, at least for now. 20 years time I say it <laughs> you're, is expecting, one of you're expecting me to come around <laughs> no, <aren't>? Not necessarily <laughs> I think just for now You gotta know when to fight your battles Yeah I was uh, um, Reading The news today Yeah uh, Did we finish the Newcastle thing? No I'm not sure we did yeah, Let's go back to Newcastle. Well we fucking got up there And it was good It was, it was fucking good. best It was boys hanging out So much so that like We, we didn't want to stop driving no, it's no, always it's hard to pull yourself off the road. We did actually want to stop driving. You when wanted we got to. to Newcastle. <laughs> I remember you being like, "Right, I'm actually a bit flat now." And I'm like, "No, nah, I'm fucking loving it still." Our trip back though, yeah, that trip back from Newcastle, that was something special. No, was it? Yeah. Oh, because we didn't have a boat. We didn't have a good. boat in the back. We made yep. a great time. I was driving a bit too because I yep. learned how to drive manual up in Newy. Yeah, you, you. I was thinking about it the other day when I was driving back from Sydney. You drove back from Yass, all the way from Yass, yeah, Melbourne. Pretty happy that one. Yeah, no, that was that's a. That's a big like six hour stint or something. It's a damn good car. The Hilux? Yeah. Yeah. A really good car. Yeah. An old one. The best. How many cars did that thing had? Uh, 300 or something. Nothing. Nothing. It's going to get to a mill. It's a lock for a mill. A car <laughs> yeah. like that. Absolutely. I, um, but yeah, that, that drive back was great. And I will always remember that drive is probably what cemented my, my, my love for radio. Was because <laughs> when we were listening and I literally That's was really like, right. I think you were asleep and I was tearing up. No, I was, I think, I think I was just like half, I was trying to fall asleep, but ultimately just pretending to be asleep because yeah. I was sick of fucking hearing about this pirate bitch from the 1800s. <laughs> and <laughs> and then you like, saw me in a way that you haven't seen me before yeah. where I'm really groggy and essentially just have the character of an angry drunk and just start fucking complaining about everything. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, um, yeah, I'm driving. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But you I was just like, when you're driving. I was like, I can't believe it. It's like 10.30 at night and yeah. I'm getting like this real i'm learning about this thing i would never ever learn about yeah, anywhere yeah. else this pirate queen and this person who from spent queen victoria's time yeah, yeah yeah this person's dedicated her life to studying her and yeah. i'm just learning these things i'm like oh this is amazing and i'm just yeah. like i can't believe it and i could and then i felt because you mentioned something about how rural people appreciate uh, it, it so yeah. much and then it yeah. hit me i was like imagine being like on a property so isolated you're so isolated you like haven't got any friends it's just you're like husband. the drover's wife 100 percent. and like you haven't got anything else you've got the sheep you've got the dog yeah everyone's gone to bed all you crave is just yeah. a little mental stimulation yeah because your husband's dead tired from working the whole time yeah 
Yeah, or you want a bit of mental stimulation and yeah. then you turn on the radio and you hear that. Yeah. And you don't care what it is, but you're just happy that someone's mm. stimulating you. <laughs> and then when like we were doing the quiz yeah. and people were calling up at like 12.30 or 1am <laughs> 1, 1 on a fucking Sunday yeah, night 100%. and they're just like people from all walks of life there. Like, who who are these people and why yeah. the fuck aren't they asleep? Yeah. <laughs> like, so, um, yeah, I got really teary because then I was like, wow, I can, this is such an incredible resource yeah. for all of Australia. Yeah. And I, like, I d- it just would mean so much for people. And it meant a lot to me then because there wasn't much <laughs> else on it. It really did. And the conversation. Because, like, I was tired and I was, yeah. I just, I didn't, I didn't want, I didn't want to think yeah. about anything else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, just wanted, I just wanted to be told something interesting. Yeah. See, and that was, I guess, uh, another point of uh, disagreement. I just didn't think it was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> also, to the podcast listeners know, that's a good little way that we just uh, resolve resolve or avoid conflicts where we're just like, ah, I guess it's just classic uh, Professor X and Magneto. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we just move on and be like, yeah, no, we're just never going to agree. It's all right. Good stuff. We're just two big brains who are great friends, but we'll just never see eye to eye on some of these things. That's good, isn't it? I fucking love that dynamic. I think that's one of the better. Even though I was shitting on uh, superhero movies for being, you know, guilty of infantilizing pop culture. I like the X-Men movies. Uh, yeah, analogy's good for any... Uh, Revolution. For any couple of sorts, friends oh, yeah. or other. Yeah, yeah. I think taking that mentality is, is useful. Mm. I really think sometimes you're just not going to see eye to eye. And yeah. It's good to just let that go and that's all right. Yeah. Like there... I've jumped back to the thing before. There are definitely things about like say you or Jim that I'm like I definitely don't get them and in the past especially with Jim I would have tried to change them mm. or be like why don't you just do it but I'm like nah it's the way he is like I don't really if you ask me like right now do you want to change anything about him I'm like no I just yeah I don't know where I was going with this no you went there it's yeah. good point is you don't change things about the people you love, you know? No, you just go up to Newcastle with them. <laughs> go up to Newcastle with go them. Go up to Newy, it's bloody good there. Yeah. Remember that other guy who was up there? That Michael guy or something? Yeah. Who I, abs- I sailed <laughs> with him for a day. Do I remember him? Home. You only fucking spoke about him for six of the hours on I the way back from Newcastle. I was so angry. He was on my boat. <laughs> you were fucking fuming when I he gave it all. I asking him just to do simple things. Yeah. Like, usually how it works, like boats are a classic place where a good old-fashioned hierarchy just works best. Yeah. You've got the skipper and then you've got other people. Yeah. Everyone has their roles and they do it and they do it yeah. well. And then the skipper helps like sometimes. We'll everyone needs everyone. to be on the same page. Yeah, absolutely. It's just easy that yeah. way. Um, and I remember being like, all right, let's hoist, the, let's hoist that sail. He's mm. like, nah, you serious? I'm like, what? And I'm like, uh, what do you mean? Like, yeah, let's do it. He's like, nah, settle down, settle down. I'm like, are you kidding me, mate? Yeah. I just couldn't believe it. Anyway, I hated him. <laughs> you do hate him. I hated him. And <laughs> I, weird I ventured to like half an hour and I was like, all right, I'm done. And then you were silent for a second. And I was like, all right, <laughs> one I more know, bit. Because you knew you I was not done. done. I hated this close. man. Oh. So we fucking, we were enjoying you in. It was just a, a weird cunt just complaining about everything. He complained about everything. It was, and he's like, the food's all shit out here. Yeah. And everything. I'm like, what do you mean? New is, you see what you want to see, man. Yeah, 100%. It was fucking good there. We got some, what do we get? Ramen and... Like a futuristic Stanley Japanese. Kubrick film. Yeah, it was fucking sick, that <laughs> Japanese so restaurant. Good. Fucking recommend that. Yeah. If you haven't and you're playing along at home, fucking get up to Newey. Absolutely. It's, it's genuinely it's good, good there. they got a good beach. I'd recommend driving. Oh, look, yeah. the drive's pretty... Once you pass Sydney, it's a bit of a shitty drive if you get your timing wrong. If in your oh, yeah, we, we cooked it. Oh. We cooked it. Actually, I don't think we did cook it. We, we, a little bit, yes, but also they were just like 
two crashes. And yeah, the crashes were pretty horrific. In fact, I've almost blanked out one of them in which I saw a person that was... I don't even, I don't even it's not too great. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. <laughs> but Just we having that. a junkie nap. <laughs> <laughs> I, explained, I explained that to Felix I was up in Sydney just over the weekend the junkie nap it's one of those ones like unless you saw that guy lying yeah, face down in the alley like, yeah you it was just real it. like it was real macabre and then really funny when we when we you know we turned out he was alive oh yeah yeah anyway if you if you ever so tired you just want to lie face down on any surface bitumen or otherwise <laughs> uh, it's, you just it's stand a junkie nap vertical at 90 degrees <laughs> and put your arms next forward. to you like a penguin and slowly <laughs> let gravity do the rest and your forehead caress ah, it's the fucking curb. tiring man a junkie <laughs> he deserves it he deserved a rest <sighs> I um I read something pretty cool today yeah. so much so I printed it off and it's the first time anything has ever been printed off as some sort of material oh is this the preparation the for the podcast I yeah. thought that was a 19 hour story you know about the planes and I was like oh okay no, that would have been boring as to print off. Yeah, What's yeah. there to say? Just bug man stats yeah. about... Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to say one more thing about Nui. No. Hey, before I go to this... What? Um, I also watched a, a film on the Boeing 747 and it oh, went yeah, through, yeah. Um, among other things, how it changed travel and yeah. how travel changed around it as well. So, for example, it started off and they had all this space and you would think now, well, that more space means more seats. But the way mm. that the people are, like um, Pan Am Airways and stuff were thinking is like, no, more space means like. Was to fly any time before. Yeah, um, okay. But then some goober came across and was like, no, nah, I can do it heaps cheaper. And it's yeah. packed out like cattle. And everyone's like, no, no one, people don't want this. Yeah. You don't yeah. want to go down this path. Yeah. Um, but obviously he did. Yeah. And then Richard Branson came along afterwards as well. And like, like, it's like, yes, they made it a lot more affordable. Yeah. But I think they made it as in A to B. That's all that matters. Yeah. The de- they sell the destination, yeah. not the travel. Whereas before, you know, people would dress up nice and it was actually a semi-enjoyable experience. Yeah. Um, and that changed. You love the style. I just like the idea of just trying to make the actual journey itself it properly respecting that you are spending 12 hours on this thing yeah because if you go on a train like this is why I love trains and in fact I've actually enjoyed getting public transport a lot more now like just getting trams and all that stuff yeah I I sometimes do as well because I'm like actually it's nice not to drive so much yeah Um, but yeah like I just think either do the two extremes like Make it a more enjoyable experience properly. Yeah. As in better seats. Yeah. Just better food, all that stuff. And it will be more expensive. Yeah. Or to strip it back to hardcore <laughs> military spec. I'm strapped to the side of a thing. Don't this yeah. middle ground we're in now, it's just horrible. It's horrendous. Yeah, worst of both worlds. Because everyone's around you like, isn't it great watching these movies? I'm like, Are you kidding me? Yeah. This is the worst thing ever. Yeah. This is quite literally inhumane. <laughs> Take me back. <laughs> Take me back to another time before the 747. Yeah. Oh, but speaking of air travel, before the time of the 747, I will now segue into your prepared into bit. my story. Excellent. Now, in 1934... It's a podcast first. When I say 1934... Preparation. What do you think? 1984. 34. 34. I think he Exciting times in Germany. <laughs> yeah, yeah was, exactly. Was well, that actually what it was about? Well, that's when he started hitting his stride. That's when he became the uh, the big dog. In yeah. late 1934. 
now I could be totally wrong here, but I was just Google. I was just Wikipediaing 1934 just timeline to see yeah. what it was wondering because I'm like, was this? I wasn't sure. It was like um, were the Nazis in full swing in 1934? But it seemed like they just started. And I'm pretty sure, like at the start of 1934, there was some sort of Polish peace agreement as well between Germany. I mean, that didn't last long. <laughs> but I was like, that's so whack that they they signed something like that. Yeah. Anyway, I could be wrong, but that's how I interpreted this little. Okay, so timeline. the setting is 1934. It's 1934. Um, I hope you haven't got some, some sort of very dark, serious no. fucking Nazi no. Germany. No, no, it's Bears. actually very. It's good. It's, all, it's actually more of an Australian story than anything, even oh, though it originates somewhat in Europe. Yep. Um, the mayor of Melbourne in 1934 said he really wanted to like just bring people, just make Melbourne a better city. You Who know, was it? All the mayors. Uh, consult the United. You've got them there. The mayor's name. I don't even remember. Ah, that's irrelevant. Oh, his name was Sir Harold Smith. Perfect. That's a good bit of trivia to know. And um, what he wanted to do was have a big air race that ended in Melbourne because air travel was... Um, yeah, it was the, It was all the rage. That was all the rage. It was... Oh, man. I mean, Can you big, actually take me back to that fucking time when about we could it, be pioneers? I don't think people understand how much the age... It's pretty much like moon travel. Imagine if you can have a moon landing but in Melbourne. <laughs> no, yeah, like I take your point exactly. Because in the, that it was the First World War, I always thought it was the second, but the First World War was the biggest jump in aviation technology. Because they literally went from like Wright brothers, like essentially balloons. Uh, yeah, and, and like, and it was still like they hadn't set on the aeroplane yet yeah, as a mode of air travel. Exactly. Like people were still trying out zeppelins or yeah, or like weird helicopter type devices. And then you end up with like fixed wing with like solid materials at like the very end of it. Yeah. Crazy stuff. Well, like fixed wing biplane type sort of things? Or? Yeah, and it was single wings. Oh, at wow. At the very end of it. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then another big leap in World War Two. Anyway, so you can imagine in like 20 years time, they're like, can you believe it? We never heard of an airplane before and now they're huge and they can travel all these crazy distances. Exactly. People are using it to go from country to country and so the, the, the globe's shrinking at a rate uh, never before seen. 100%. Yeah. So the mayor thought, why don't we have a, an air race from uh, from London to Melbourne. To Melbourne. Amazing. And that actually... Harold Smith, that, you visionary. <laughs> yeah, imagine that back then. Oh, I would have gone fucking crazy. mental that. Fuck, if something like that happened now, I'd go fucking mental for this it. This is like, essentially, this is this is madness. Yeah. Well, I'm sure people, people are dying doing attempting this. I reckon there would have been... I'm actually flipped through if it says what type of planes I had, but I reckon there would have been biplanes. I'm serious. Yeah? There would have been some mad dog that's just like, <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, I'm going to do it. It uh, doesn't say much. I fucking picture everyone around that period in biplane, to be honest. Anyway, so the plane set off and they had to do five compulsory stops, right? And the five compulsory stops, I can amazed to tell you that as well, were interesting. Yeah. Very exotic. Baghdad, Alabad, Sing- Singapore, Darwin, and Charleville, Queensland. Yeah. And then obviously your final stop. Um, but you could do as many stops along the way as you wanted, obviously. They're not going to make you you know, die, you can, you can, you can land wherever you wish. <laughs> and at each stop, there was, you know, I was fuel rations and all that stuff. Yeah. And, um, they actually essentially had like no rules. They said like, you know, the rules were that you can have whatever plane you want, however big engine you want. The it was 1934, was, baby. There were no rules. 100%, not in the air. <laughs> yeah. So and, the uh, only rule was? That you couldn't have another pilot hop on. You had to do all the flying uh, yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah. A bit like me. Me to Newey. 100%, because like... <laughs> If you wanted to win, like, you could you win. sleep deprived. By just not sleeping. Yeah, perfect. You know what I mean? That's how I always it's win, It's pretty baby. messed up. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the guy that sponsored it said he wanted to make it um, as safe as it could. That was Mr. McRobertson of McRobertson Suites in Melbourne. 
was, yeah, it was a good Robertson Sweets. Yeah, they obviously went out of business. Because oh. he blew all his money on air sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> He's a fucking hero for that. But um, anyway, as the the leading planes were approaching um, Melbourne, there was a yeah. huge like electrical storm, like big thunderstorm. Oh, uh, yes. Um, and the Dutch plane, like one of the very early the flying Dutchman, if you will, the flying Dutchman, if you will, yeah, um, got lost. Oh its no! Its equipment got scrambled. Literally, how far away was it from Melbourne? You reckon? Does it, it was say? around Albury. Oh fuck! He's so You're close. Like real close, hundred percent. So it's like, um, like, oh, holy crap! You know, I don't know where they are at all because obviously yeah. it's also such a big country, and I can't imagine the the map sort of being that crash hot. Well, I mean, how many maps can they really bring? And how yeah. good would they be? You're not going to have a detailed map of Aubrey to Melbourne. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you got from exactly to Melbourne. with landmarks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, anyway, so they're just pretty much flying in circles, um, but they managed to radio in to someone, and then. Essentially, what they did was they just radioed all the towns and said, look, if you see a plane just doing circles, um, be prepared to help it because it's probably going to have to crash land or something like this. What do you mean help it? What do they expect the citizenry to do? Well, just just be aware there's a train, uh, a, a plane. plane. Yeah. So, that there was no, there's not like there's any standard procedure here. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. These are country guys. But anyway. don't get angry at him if he fucking touches down in your paddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Just don't freak out. Um, so, is that go- that's gone over the radio waves. So, it's gone an, over the radio waves. So all these... All these uh, guys, you can imagine just poking their head out like, oh, bloody hell. <laughs> That'd be so fucking good. 100%. That'd be fucking sick. Anyway, and then bang, someone in Aubrey sees it. Oh, perfect. And hears it like, oh, holy shit, I found it, I found it, I found it. And then the police get on the radio. It's like, can everyone in Aubrey with their cars go down to the racetrack? And fucking make a line. And yeah, and they, between 70 them. cars, this is the middle of the night, line up. Oh, fuck. Turn, their turn headlights the headlights on. on. Fuck me. <laughs> 70 cars in 1934. Yeah, I didn't know there's so many people in Aubrey in 1934, <laughs> let alone 70 that have yeah, cars. Yeah, that's not good ass. So they all line up, put the headlamps on, and the thing lands. Oh, that's the best. Anyway, it gets better. Yeah. So um, they landed, they were safe, and they got off the plane. Great Refueled. stuff. We're going back to Melbourne, lads. <laughs> yeah, but next day because it was a big storm and it was a racetrack, yeah. they got bogged hard. Yeah, bugger. The plane. Um, Wet track. Pun? I don't know. Something about horsing. Yeah, the early birds went out there checking the track <laughs> condition. They thought, oh shit, there's a plane there. <laughs> but um, anyway, so what happened then after that is it like uh, they refueled them but they couldn't take off because they just couldn't push through the mud. Yeah. 300 people from Aubrey came this plane. carried this it on photo. their shoulders it's one of the best photos oh, I've ever seen there's 300 people with ropes just think of Tomb Raider <laughs> trying That's to pull down that big tomb in, in Cambodia but they yeah. literally just pulled this plane out of being bogged I'll describe it to you if you're listening at home so we, the first pixel in the top left <laughs> <laughs> Grey 60%. <laughs> it's actually just fucking people tugging on a rope, lifting 300 a plane. people with two big ropes just yeah. pulling. 150 on each, I'd imagine, or thereabouts. Yeah, it depends if there's some stronger people. <laughs> exactly. They could have been one of those classic boy versus girl tug of war things. <laughs> but um, do you know what the crazy thing as well is? What? Guess, uh, don't read anything because I want you to be surprised. Okay. Guess where it finished. What do you mean? In, in the race. Because it finished oh. the race. Uh, I don't know. Did it finish first? No, it finished second, right? Oh, fuck it finished me. second. If but, only. And I've got the. I've got the. Um, How close was it? The results here. I've got the results here. First, we had uh, the comet. That. Fuck know, the that comet. was a British one by CWA Scott and Tom Campbell Black. Nah, losers. <laughs> and that finished in seventy-one hours straight. Yeah. Um, now, considering the Netherlands, the Dutch boat elapsed time was 90 minutes and 13 
Jesus. And I reckon if the people of Aubrey just fucking put their back into it, <laughs> yeah. could have a winner. Like, oh fuck! I honestly reckon they would have. Oh, it would have been close. I can just imagine us just down there tugging that rope way <laughs> too hard, gritting our teeth and caring way too much. Yeah, for these Dutch. Hundred percent. They're trying to do something. Anyway, but then it won on handicap anyway. What do you mean? What was handicap? Well, uh, they just said, "We'll fucking." <laughs> You're obviously the real winners here. The comet sucks. The flying Dutchman is based anyway. And like the Dutch, um, and that's what started off trade talks and like a trade relationship with the Netherlands. It continues to this very day. Well, I've got some tulips out there. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like, know. We actually had a relationship with the Netherlands. Yeah, we do. Do we? And it started off from there because I like these guys. They can't believe it. They're good blokes. It was well, such a good story. And then they thought, well, why don't we? Do, why don't we uh, trade tulips? <laughs> what so do we they, actually trade with the Netherlands now? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Pickled herrings? <laughs> I don't really know. <laughs> herrings. I'm pretty sure the Netherlands have got a pretty big port, though. I'm sure they're big exporters of things. Of things. They export things. Yeah, they're, they're a mercantilist sort of. So I, I thought know, that was fantastic. And I was tearing up at work because I thought, what an Australian story. About helping. Of just these people of Aubrey from a plane they do not know, from a country they've probably yeah. never heard of. And they just drive out with all their cars, not giving a shit about what if the plane just crashes yeah. into 70 of their prides and joy. Oh, <laughs> and then they, they, they all come 300 strong in the, the next day and they pull it out. Yeah. I'd say it's and, just a human story. And you know the thing is as well, it's not like everyone had a radio or anyone had a phone or a text message thing. Just talk of the town. It literally would have been people knocking on the door, haven't got time, mate, bring your car down to the racetrack. It's a crash landing. All right, I'll be there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not like people are like, nah, fuck off, you're bullshitting. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Just, no, oh, when, there are a couple of blokes yeah, like that. Yeah, when surely. John from 13 comes down and tells you something, <laughs> I bloody believe him. Either the calf's coming early or well, there's a plane landing on the racetrack. That would be fucking good. Just to be around and just feeling oh. that energy. That's what, and like the other thing is like planes would have been pretty new and it's a pretty high tech good plane at that time too. People were probably pretty happy just to see the plane. Do you know what I mean? They would have been like, oh, I'm just fucking interested. Imagine if like a state of the art, you know, fighter jet landed in Leadhead yeah. Street. How good would that be? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we just immediately assume that it's fucking come to arrest us and extra diners <laughs> or something. <laughs> fucking hell. We're out there anyway with yeah. that rope trying to get it out of the fog. <laughs> You guys realise that once you pull us out, we're taking you into custody. <laughs> yeah. doesn't, it doesn't matter. Perfect. It's a late that hospitality. <laughs> oh. Oh, this has been a bloody good episode. Uh, it's been a mixed bag. You reckon? Uh, it's been a killer. I never, yeah, I never, I never really know. I think they're all fucking good. How can people not love it? Yeah. It's the best. Tell me we don't care about this. This is yeah. serious talk. Exactly right. Michael's fucking printed off notes here. Yeah. Well, the taxpayers' money as well. <laughs> nice. We got four full pages. No, six, six pages here or something. Not to mention here, just straight Wikipedia page. Wow. I just printed off. I obviously don't give a shit. What should people Google if they want to learn more about this? If you want to learn more about the race itself, the McRobertson Air Race. And if you punch in nineteen thirty-four, you'll get that. Now, if you want to learn more about the actual crash. Um, and the heroics of the Aubrey citizens, of which they've got a little museum there set up. And they should be them. proud of that to this very day. And they certainly should. Yeah. And so is the Dutch government. Um, yeah. Google Aubrey McRobertson Air Race, heroics, big studs, cars, cows. <laughs> 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 if you hit those keywords, I'm sure something will come up. I'm certain. Yeah. Well, that's that's quite a tale. It is a good tale. Is What is the modern day... Equivalent. I think I've, I've been saying to this to you for years that like 
in some ways we feel like the world is kind of a less friendlier place there's so much it's so much easier to avoid chance interactions in public like people will have their headphones in or their heads over their phones 100 percent a guy chatted to me at the pool today that was pretty me and Vinner. that was good nice he like just out of the blue he's like oh yeah sorry mate how's the how's the water he said to Vinner. and he said oh yeah you know it's they say it's 25 degrees or whatever it feels a bit colder yeah and then it started, always is though isn't it yeah yeah what but, when you think about it i don't think anything like this really it just died out in that era you don't think anything like that could well, happen the first today? thing that popped to mind was what six years later you had dunkirk when you had people going out in their little boats just to grab troops and stuff to bring them back home i'm not sure i, th- I but I mean, when's the last time you had people that have no business to be there no reason no necessity to be there to put themselves in a situation which is a little bit dangerous and like new and scary i don't know sometimes you see the see that best side of people when you're like i'm trying to think of an example like if you're out in like a supermarket and like uh so-and-so's like lost his parents or some shit like that and everyone will start looking around and like i don't know I feel like there are, there are times when people want to help strangers. But I always just seem to think that it's always when there's like someone filming. That's when people yeah. do it. Like, you know, when like you see those videos of like, oh, there's a dog stuck in the car yeah. and everyone's like, oh, come on, man, we got to do this. And people start filming and they start yeah. smashing windows and there's no dog there. It's just a bag of potatoes. <laughs> a big misunderstanding. Yeah. Like, do, people don't do man. things for, you know, people don't do things just because they're good anymore. They don't do them so, sincerely, oh, yeah, Chivalry man. died. Uh, yeah. Maybe I mean, chivalry right. was, yeah. Get, get rid of phones. I'm, I've got to go back to a Nokia, man. And if that means that I can't have music at the gym, I think that's a cost I'm, I'm willing to pay because I'm sick of looking at my phone at like the end of the week when it has a screen report and it's like, yeah, you've averaged fucking four hours a day. Yeah. I'm with you, man. I'm, um, it actually really downs me these days with my phone. I don't, like, I don't like doing it. Yeah. I pretty much have to actively, I'm like, oh, it's almost a habit to go on Instagram or Facebook. Yeah. But I'm not going on Instagram. I will not do it because I know, like, for whatever, you know, not today. Yeah. It's not going to be nice. I'm going to see something that I don't want to see. It makes people's lives worse. I reckon people were were much more contented and happy with their lot in life when they couldn't see, you know, shit that the top 1% of people had. Like, I'm thinking a peasant in his hovel. He didn't have to fucking see how much fun the king was having every day. He didn't That's have to see... a nice big the- fucking castle on the way. <laughs> Yeah, but like, I mean, he didn't have to see the food he was eating. You didn't have to see how easy it was for him. Mm. Whereas I think, like, I don't know, I think that takes a toll on people. I think they did. Certainly in the French Revolution. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, eventually they were sick of saying it. I don't know, but like, you could be in some, even if you're like in Aubrey, you probably didn't fucking know what a plane looked like. Yeah. And that's, there's something chill about that. Whereas now, I don't know. Everyone knows what a goddamn plane looks like. And I fucking hate them for it. <laughs> I don't know what happens next, Alex. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. I'd like to think that something like this will happen in my life and I'll have a chance to... You'll sense the occasion to rally. Think. I and wonder if people there. will look back in 50 years' time and say, yeah, you know, that moment was when mm. people did that climate march or some shit. <laughs> yeah, maybe. And I'll say, I don't know. Man. I sat at home and said it was dumb. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. I don't do- know. Am I against it? No. Would I do it? No. Do you think there is a time when you've been like when you've been at something or a part of something? You're like, yeah, this is this is like this is it. This is the zeitgeist. I'm gonna tell my like grandkids 
that I was here. No. Yeah, me neither. I am thinking I've had moments though when like a call to action type thing. Yeah. And um, like sometimes when I've been coaching sailing or, or I've been sailing. Yeah. And then shit just gets real like. And it was your moment. And come like, with the like hour, come things, with the mare. Like let's say you're coaching a whole bunch of little kids and yeah. then like it just gale warning, like gale, not gale warning, but like but gale yeah. winds coming through. Yeah. The seas get hectic and you've got like 15 kids out here and they can't really sail very well. Yeah. And they're freaking out and they're just like bang. And you just got all, everyone's just like working together to just get the kids back in. And yeah, just whatever, cool. no one, no one asks questions. No one does anything else. Like moments like that are nice because people are just doing things for no other reason except because it has to get done. Yeah. Um, and like you don't, and I also feel like people don't like the hierarchy of leaders isn't really important there anymore. It's just yeah. the natural born leaders. It can be like a 14 year old kid that says, do this, do this. And no yeah. one will ever ask questions. It's like that line in Braveheart when he's like, men don't follow titles. They follow yeah, courage. 100%. It's the best. Braveheart, the best. And I'm, we've got to watch it sometime. Yeah, so moments like... Or you can handle it very badly and you'll be like, wow. Just forget about it. Yeah. Let's go to the next one. <laughs> I, um, I have got a... I've got a little plan this could be getting a little bit boring for our listeners fuck them it's not for the listeners <laughs> there's a yeah true there's a type of boat that I sailed a lot yeah no, it's just like the classic training boat in Victoria it's called the Pacer piece yeah. of shit it's like a bathtub oh, yeah but um, my friend Tom and I Tom Trotman if yep. you're listening thanks good stuff yeah, you're a good man for it <laughs> but um, when it was super windy when we were coaching together um, we'd like try beg the head coach oh let us go out you know it's yeah it's a gal warning but you know let us go out and we'll you know we'll put helmets on and you can take the kids in a motorboat and we can do like a, oh a, yeah, a, yeah a demo this, for yeah. them yeah and we're like our main aim is to just absolutely send it as hard as we can <laughs> because like these boats like any boat you will almost plane if you get it going fast enough yeah so like once you get planing it's like a, a little rock that's just skimming over the water yeah and then you can actually go quite fast and then you just yeah. get more and more power and because together we're quite well like we're definitely got all the weight we can pretty much take anything as yeah. far as the wind goes um, we try to send it as much as we can so every time there's that call to action usually I'm coaching with Tom at the same time like this yeah. happened like early this year I think at like a school's event yeah, and everyone's yeah. like serious oh let's do this do this and Tom and I truthfully this is when I I prove myself wrong when I say that I'm a call to action hero I say alright pace a demo <laughs> and all we're trying to do is oh that kid he can't sail uh, get him out uh, Tom and I will jump in the boat <laughs> he's alright and then we like <laughs> Everyone's going to shore and we sail it like the opposite direction. Like, yeah. what are you guys doing? Get back to shore. No, no, no. No, don't worry. You're just trying to get the water out. We'll send it back in a sec. And then, you know, you load up with power and you absolutely send it. <laughs> um, but we're trying to, we've actually got one of these old boats, really old one. And we're trying to like, you know, storm chases. So I think yeah. those people like get like an old yeah, yeah. or something and just beef it up. We're going to do the same thing. With a pacer. With a pacer. We're just going to just wires everywhere strengthen everything with carbon fiber and then like make everything dumb like for example we have like rudders yeah that like help you steer in the water but you don't need them as much when you're going in a straight line so like the plan is we'll make them we'll halve them in size we'll just cut everything in half so we pretty much won't be able to go upwind we'll be able to go downwind fast though because there'll be so yeah. much less drag so stuff like that. Just making a, a boat that's essentially useless for one, like, except for one thing. Except for the one thing you want to do. And it's just taking, just like, it. just 50 knots, like 100 <laughs> kilometer hour winds and just two kids in helmets that just 
got nothing to lose. <laughs> so that's the aim. So I'm hoping this summer we'll actually do it. I'm going to take the boat down to Cooter. Yeah. And we're just going to slowly do it up and just, just put 2B4 everywhere. What have we got to do to strengthen it up? <laughs> 2B4? Or wasn't it carbon fiber yeah, just before? carbon fiber. I like the idea of having 2B4 there though. Um, and then, uh, yeah, just send it in the next gale warning. How have I never met Tom, to be honest? Don't know. It is unusual. It is unusual. Well, it's very much like he's very much a friend that it's... Exactly, it's, he exists in that he's world. He's in that one world, point. yeah. And that's that, that Cooter world. Yeah. Well, what's the time? It's been... One minute ten. One hour ten, so one minute ten. One hour ten. It's pretty good. Pretty good time for a potty. Yeah, it felt like... It, it felt like this was a really long one, but I mean, I guess this is pretty much average length. We just forgot forgot how long and draining and challenging they are. And if you think this is ironic, fuck you. Yeah, you're a fucking dog. Yeah. So do you want to wrap up? Yeah, I reckon we wrap up. What's the time, to be honest? Um, 9.42. Felix, if you're listening, Sydney was the fucking best. Can't wait to come back. Fucking good time. Felix, I'll be there too. <laughs> he actually should come up. That'd be fucking sick. There's you, me, Vinna. Yeah, we'll up to, up to Sydney with out. Felix. That'd be fucking sick ass. Real good. Yeah, actually, would be actually good. Will be good. We should have more people over here, though. That's my hundred percent. Well, uh, oh, holy shit! Tomorrow and Thursday, very hot days. Yeah, I think I'm going to the beach, isn't I? All right. Well, Why? I'm going to be at work, being a bug man. But <laughs> enjoy. I, uh, I reckon we should have people over for pizza. Absolutely, it's going to be hot outside. Yeah, it's bloody good. Have a Thursday night. Ooh, we better water the plants as well. Silverbeet needs watering. I'll do that. We'll do that tonight. I thought you already watered it. Silverbeet looks pretty good. I thought it started wilting a little bit. Mm. It always does. Every day it's a challenge. Yeah, but it always perks up. It's very responsive. Also, um, we've been very much involved in our garden. We love our garden. We care for our garden. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to buy a copy of Gardening Australia this week. This is it a, a magazine? Because he's talking about how to plant in a Mediterranean climate. And he gave me a teaser, but he didn't tell me the answer. Ah, <laughs> That days. it might be the time to pull up your garlic. Interesting. But I think that also depends on when you planted it. Our garlic has stagnated a fair bit. Yeah, I just don't know what's Also, the on. seed, the, uh, the corn seedlings came up today. They came up? I'm pretty sure it's them, oh, yeah. shit. My parsley ones didn't. Yeah, they still haven't. I'm a bit disappointed. I thought there. parsley would be a shoe in for this easy growth. Yeah, yeah. Well, because once it gets going, like, yeah, you get heaps of it. But uh, be patient. It's only been a couple of weeks. We'll just wait. Yeah. Anyway, on that note, guys. Thanks for, for listening. Thanks for tuning in to your favourite aviation slash gardening podcast. Yeah, it's fucking good here. Fuck the fans, I don't like any of you. I mean, some of you are like. <laughs> some of you are right. Maybe three or four. Just don't be ironic. <laughs>